in the darkest corners of the podcast dungeon, you have come across another goddamn horror podcast. With Graham Faye, Jonas Barnes, and Ryan. Welcome, everybody, to another goddamn horror podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Ryan Danley coming to you from uh, dark and stormy um, Portland, Oregon, a very, like, very, like, October day. Um, um, Jonas, you can probably attest to this, that, like, like, fall here is straight up, like, proper fall. Like, it just feels, it feels feels like... I miss I miss fall in Portland. I miss it yeah. a lot. It's it's like it's um um it, like you feel like you're like in a like a Halloween thing. You know what I mean? Like it's like a like it's um I don't know Halloween Town Halloween Town. No, that's a, that's a, a, fall in Portland looks like it was directed by Tim Burton the entire season. Like, it, does. So, it, it really does. I love. Really does. I'm, I'm it totally does. down with that. How's uh, how's fall in Bushwick? Uh, I mean, it, it was fine today. I honestly, I left the house very shortly today because it was my day off. And most of the time with my job, I have to go all over New York. So I'm already used to being outside all the time. So today it was kind of like, do I even want to go outside? Do I want to do shit with the outside world? And I hung out with my cat most of the day and I went outside for like five minutes and it was fine. It was a fall day. I mean, like, it wasn't it wasn't as gloomy as I wanted it to be, so I just went right back inside and just like hanging out with my cat more. It was a very it was a very at home day today. Nice, nice. Um, how's the other side of Brooklyn? How's uh how's how's down south? It's good. It's um I went out for about twenty minutes today to get ice because my ice machine broke and I need ice all the time. It was weird. Like I had ice all summer available just at my hands. Whenever I want it. And then uh, fall hits. Now I have to go out and get ice. It's weird. I don't know. Did you just, did you nice. just say you have an ice machine? Yeah, yeah. I've got this like little thing. I, I have like a, a fixation on ice. I, everything I drink has to have ice in it. Like it's just a weird I mean, thing. Like even milk. I hate to tell you this, Jonas. I have an ice machine too. Yeah, I mean, you, Portland, you know what? Get get the fuck out of this conversation. You live in Portland. This is not. Dude, you're in New York, and you have an ice machine, and you just said that you like iced milk. I'm getting off of this podcast right now. Uh, yeah, no, my wife really gets upset when I put uh, milk in my ice or ice in my milk. But yeah, it's okay. Just... I, I legitimately want to know where you've hidden the bodies in New York. We can talk about it. Off the podcast, that's no, fine. no. You know where I got it from? I had no idea. It wasn't a real thing. I got it from Police Academy. Tackleberry. I don't, I don't care what you got. No. <laughs> you can give so me whatever odd. excuse you want. You have. I started doing it. Have, it's the only way I can drink milk now. Whatever. You have a crawl space full of dead hookers. Here's the- <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I, I, I think that like taking life advice <laughs> from Police Academy is the best thing that's going to be going to be settled in this show. That at some point, Graham said, "You know, it's a great idea." Is some shit I saw in Police Academy, and that's and and that's not even like Police Academy one or two. That's like four. You know what I, know, I mean? I think that's, it's the first one. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I um, think, maybe I don't okay. know. All right. Anyways, we can talk about. I know it's Tackleberry. Yeah. Anyway, we should really get to our fucking awesome guest. 
Um, I love that our I love that our guests sit here while we just talk about absolutely it's, fucking. I feel so awful. I, 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 <laughs> there's a, there's like a weird part of me that kind of enjoys it. You know what I mean? I'm like sure. it's just like you're it's sadistic. Like, well, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, well, we're uh, honored to have uh, Jake Jolly on the show, and um, you're going to hear about Jake Jolly in the future because he uh, is about to release this movie called Clay Zombies that kicks so much ass and is so much fun. Um, and we got to see uh, an early screening of it, and holy shit, I can't wait for other people to see this. But anyway, Jake, thank you for being on the show, and uh, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how this movie came up. Hey, well, thank you, Graham. I really appreciate that. It's, it's great being on the show. Love you guys. Uh, I did, you know, I really enjoyed the banner just now. I just want to say, if the goot is in the movie with the milk, I think it should count if you got the Gutenberg. And the <laughs> okay, okay, I like that. All right. I think that's a good, that's a good, that is a good thing. If it, if it's a Gutenberg Police Academy, it's, it, it matters. It. Okay. I'll I make like sure that. it is. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you guys. I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping people will be able to check out the film and, and have a good time. You know, I'm just a, a regular guy who just worked really hard and tried to make a, a film people could watch with their friends and have a good time and uh just kind of that's the goal you know well i think you nailed that because here i want to read a, a quote I, I was watching it with my wife and she was giggling the whole time and just to herself to nobody just said uh this movie rules so hard and i'm pretty it was like, i was like yes perfect this is exactly it does it's so much fun. And I'm pretty sure it was during a zombie uh, death. Like when the zombies get, it's just amazing. But if, if you can tell people a little bit about the movie uh, and what it's about. Uh, yes, sir. I'll, I'll try to come up with something quick. I, I like to say it's got puns, guns, gratuitous clay violence, um, just, you know, a lot of goofy nonsense. <laughs> and I tried to put a little bit of heart, a little bit. <laughs> there, there's heart. There's heart. There is. It's good. It's, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that was good enough, but I will say, you know, if a little bit more of a description is it's kind of a movie about friendship and uh, how far would you be willing to go in a comedic way to uh, save someone you care about and sure. or how much you do for your friends and stuff. You yeah, know what's funny? If I was, dude, if I was hanging out with friends and one of my friends turned into a clay zombie, I would not save them. I would just be like, you're a fucking clay zombie now. That's just not, I'm not stepping in the middle of that. It's just, you know what? That's your life now, buddy. Uh, well, it is a zombie movie, but um, it's straight up. And, uh, but it is so filled with humor and, and sort of a, a campy goofiness to it um, that, that is, is is rare in in movies i think to match the vibe of the of the overall piece i don't know if i'm explaining this right but the the way it's the special effects and everything the way uh it looks matches the vibe and the, and the humor perfectly which is i think often when special effects like these clay zombies pop up it can take somebody right out of the movie but this whole movie is just very inviting like it, it just feels very welcoming, which is something I love about comedy horror, especially. But I think you nailed it across the board on this. So. Wow, man, that, that just means a lot to me. Thank you. It, 
I mean, I mean it really does. I, I was I was hoping you guys would would enjoy it, and it, it's it's it, it's kind of like you said. It's like special effects, no matter what it is. A lot of times, even if it's like brilliant CGI, can take us out of it. You know, it's like we see it and it's all shiny, and we're like, well, that's a CGI, you know, monster. And I just kind of hoped people. It's like that skeleton scene and. Um, <laughs> And uh, Jason and the Agronauts, that really old Ray Harryhausen movie. It's like, we can sure. tell it's fake for sure, but it's like, you know, it's still fun to, you know, see them swinging at these stop motion skeletons. Yeah, or Army of Dead, too. They kind of do the same <laughs> yeah, thing. <laughs> Army of Darkness is probably one of my favorite. Oh, Army of Darkness, stop- yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, one of my favorite stop motion, like, monster type of things. That's always one of the things I always throw back to. It's always fun. Plus, the other thing I like about the effects that you do in Clay Zombies is it's got this, like, charm to it where it's the B-movie charm of, like, you know, kind of like a movie that would come from, like, Full Moon, except that it's it looks better. Like, it's, it's hard to explain <laughs> it in that way because, like, Full Moon has that cool, like, B-movie aspect to it that a lot of horror fans like. But the way that you did it, it looks like that but it's shined up like it it looks fun like it's it's got a like grandma saying it's a very inviting thing and i think with horror comedy that's important and you pull it off in spades in the movie so um without giving too much away just get run down a synopsis of like the main plot points you know what i mean like um like we know it's about friendship and we got that but like like um there's a lot going on so so let me (laughs) but, but like all radness like it's like i like so i love the movies like back up for just two seconds i love movies like this because it's like like there's movies that are like clearly made by like horror fans you know what i mean like and you like you can it's like a horror fans horror movie you know it's like um i'm not that your movie's anything like this but like terrifier and art the clown like whoever made that movie is like a horror fan like they just wanted to they wanted to see something like you know they just like were like how can we make this so gnarly and yours is like how can we make this like like super dope and funny and things like that and you know and um as jonas and i are both comedians you know comedy's hard you know what i mean well that might be a little self-serving um but like uh but you know but (laughs) but uh comedy's hard you know what i mean so so how do you how do you work that all into it and how does how does the movie like how do you how do you build the movie into that so in all of that if you have an answer that would be you know (laughs) a lot it just means a lot to me because I know you got, you know, I'm a fan. So I know you guys are comedians and some of the, the freaking off the cuff, just shit. You guys say, it's just so funny. Um, I don't, I don't have that gift. I'm not very quick on my feet. I'm kind of more of a, I enjoy setting other people up to hit a home run. Like I know someone will probably come up with a punchline after I say something stupid, but I still enjoy it anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I try to answer as best I can. And if it starts to get boring, somebody just tag me in, but it was, uh, it started out as like, I, I, and now mind you, I had not seen, uh, guns Dawn of the dead remake yet. I was like, I was never going to see it. I was a purist. I was like right. 78 or nothing. So, right. Uh, sure. So in my opinion, there'd never been a cool, I'm going to go after my dog in those, in the zombie apocalypse movie. And, uh, that's kind of where it started. Like where, what if someone had to go after their dog and the apocalypse and, you know, these obstacles. And uh, so that's kind of what the first short was about. And, 
you know, sent it to some festivals and stuff and kind of met more people and they were excited about it. They're like, this is really weird. And of course, then I didn't know anything. I, I pretty much filmed the whole thing in autofocus and, you know, things like that. And uh, they were like, you should, you know, let's make, let's make more of these. So I was like, well, how could I expand the story a little more? So, you know, I talked about the doctor who started it. And as you've seen in the film, and it's not really a big spoiler because it's in the trailer, but this guy, he's, uh, he's working for this guy who's trying to use this invention uh, in a bad way. He's trying to prevent the apocalypse, but he's kind of so goofy and absent-minded he starts it and uh it just starts a whole <laughs> chain of events mm-hmm. um and it just affects uh, people's lives so you know people have to get together to try to fight the zombies but then the evil guy who was trying to use the clay to take over the world he's you know all of a sudden he loses his funding or not necessarily funding but loses his backing so now he has to figure out a way to trick people so he can survive and, um, you know, meanwhile, the hero meets all these different people and characters and uh, they end up, you know, coming together for uh, a mission and to get the dog and uh, just a lot of clay killing action along the way. So much awesome. clay killing action. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Uh, um, I particularly love the um, uh, just the gun scenes because it's like, you like you see the guy pointing the gun, and then the and then through the through the uh, the scope, you can see them focusing in on the clay heads. And I just like like I just think that that's a, it's just it's really uh, for lack of a better word like clever and kind of like it's a, it's a little bit like you know like it's original. You know what I mean? Like you're watching and you're like this is cool. Like this is like I feel like this isn't something that I've, you know I think a lot and I think what kind of stands out about your film is that it's like. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people who attempt to make a horror film, you know, because they think it's going to be easy. But like, but how do you how do you um, I mean, like, I think we've all thought it, you know what I mean? But how do you make it like original and like good and and cool? And like and like I said, like you have the nuance of funny in there, which which if anybody doesn't make right funny, it's it's hard. You know what I mean? Like both horror, but both scary and funny are are, are you know, are, are emotions that you have to be able to like sort of like there's a, there's a skill into making those things appear. So, um, uh, you know, the, and that was probably what I, you know, besides the fact that I just love it because it's just like a cool, it's a good horror film on top of it. Like for, for being like particularly a first effort, you were able to uh, really um, um, pack a lot into it and make it like, like, like a cool, funny, like fun time. Like it's like, you're having a good time with it the entire time. So good work. Like a, uh, uh, I'm stoked about it. So, thank you, Brian. That means lots to me. Yeah. One of my favorite parts was uh, the cast. Like there, there are no like throwaway uh, cast members uh, and characters, and and there some of them are like the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite fucking uh, <laughs> characters in a long time. That shit when he just starts denying like all his skills and stuff. That shit is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, and then I honestly I, I wanted more Dougie. Yeah. Like, I can't remember his last name, but he was like a pop star. He was amazing. Every time he did anything, it was fantastic. But yeah, there's no throwaway characters. Everybody's like they come together and talk, and you start to feel for the characters. In and then you turn around and there's this clay zombie going at you, and it 
it just it tracks like it, you feel it the whole time uh, it's really cool anyway but yeah can you tell us more about the characters like how did you come up with the vampire well, slayer especially <laughs> yeah um so uh well i'll tell you a real quick story so do you guys remember uh do you guys like the movie you guys like the movie the warriors right oh yeah, yeah. of course um uh, so uh i mean besides the scene where he gets a little too frisky frisky we all really like um ajax right i mean yep. I, I do <laughs> so yeah i I have like a thing I do every year where I watch the Blu-ray and then I watch all the commentary immediately afterward. <laughs> and uh, the director was saying like Ajax was not meant to be that likable. It's just mm -hmm. what the actor brought to the table. He's like, everybody likes Ajax and they're not supposed to. Uh, so what happened with Dougie is there was an actor. I mean, he's not necessarily bad, but it, it wasn't, well, anyways, he dropped out. I'm not, you know, going to speak bad about him. But right. when Monty jumped on board, it was like, whoa, like we've, I've overcast this part. And I, I kept telling him, I'm like, we were on set and I'm like, dude, you are so awesome. I don't want to kill you, but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, and, I mean, there would have been so many plot holes. I mean, I would have had to start writing, you know, and rescheduling. Right. And, <laughs> And it was just like, I was like, you bring so much to the table. So, you know, if we ever make another one, uh, I'll figure something out where, you know, maybe he had a twin cousin or something goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, I really, and Kristoff, um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, it was, it's one of those things where like, you guys probably do it a lot when you're writing, but it's like my friend Christopher, he'll always email me and stuff. And he said something like, uh, hey, those zombies better watch out for me because I'm a I'm a tribrid, and it was like uh, he's a little bit younger than me. I think he was reading some children's like horror novels or something. And I guess a a tribrid is like a werewolf, warlock, vampire. And I was like, that's so silly. And I was like, okay, all right, wait. What if I had a character who people don't know if he's just a delusional guy or if he has <laughs> powers? <laughs> And, so, you know it's a great thing to tap great great thing to tap into you know <laughs> what i mean like that's a that's a, like a full-on like like a, like a beautiful character idea like we're like do we do yeah like, i love it excellent and, and yeah there is a, a comedian and i'm a i'm an ohio guy in the local ohio scene and every time i saw him act i'm just like i love this guy like i really want him to be in my movie and i found out um a friend of a friend that knew him, uh, his name's Jazzy Jackson, the actor. So uh, when I, like I had already had him in my head and then when he emailed me back and said, yeah, let's do it. I'll be Kristoff. It was just like, it was one of those awesome moments, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Do we, we um, all know, we all know just, just to back up a little bit though, that, that Ajax from the Warriors is uh, Dexter's dad, right? That's the same, the same actor. If you, if oh, you really? like, yeah you know dexter's like imaginary dad that like talks to him that's that's ajax from the warriors is that weird that is weird yeah <laughs> anyways little little um um kind of kind of nuts so that's uh there's a little touch base on that so do you know what i would like to see i would like to see like how and they're free to feel free to steal this if you're listening just like the karate kid people stole the idea for cobra kai Please right. steal this. <laughs> right. Right. Someone who someone who has the rights to the Warriors needs to do a movie 
where like the Warriors are in trouble, like in their, you know, the younger game. And Ajax is older, he's learned from his crimes, he's rehabilitated. He has to like jump in and, and teach the new generation of Warriors how to kick ass. I mean, let's go. Like I'd watch that show. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would totally watch that show. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a, actually a really good idea. Like, like Warriors 2, but like for real. You know what I mean? And like he's got to like, yeah. Um, we got to imagine like how would Ajax's life turned out? You know what I mean? Like, like did he find God? Did he, you know what I mean? Like what, like he's got to, there's got to be something like some sort of like some time in NA or something like that. That's, Dude, that's the, the, rabbit, the rabbit hole that we could go down to figure that out would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That would like, just that would, I don't like, I don't smoke weed anymore, but I would have to smoke so much weed to go down that fucking rabbit hole. And then like two days later, it'd be like, I have it. I got it. Like, <laughs> that's what happened. How did AJ's life turn, turn around? Um, and so um and how did you end up uh being connected with a friend of the show uh, one of our favorite uh horror legends uh legend of film and screen um um awesome like so so coolest, awesome the coolest. coolest and so awesome her her daughter is also awesome like that's it spreads the awesomeness <laughs> spreaded to uh, diane franklin how did you uh how did you uh uh meet up with her uh yeah that was like you know obviously things are tough right now but i have to give props to to covid (laughs) (laughs) it's uh you know i don't know about you guys but like uh when i first saw bill and ted and um bill ted's excellent adventure and then better off dead i was just like this actress is amazing like I, Mm -hmm. i loved her i even remember when i think i was watching bogus journey with a friend and as soon as i saw they got different princesses i was just like what the fuck you know yeah exactly yeah uh so i thought it was lame it like took me out of the movie i think i started kind of enjoying it again toward the end but at first it's just like oh gosh like why would they do that and better off dead and i've told diane this it was like i'm like that scene where you are uh, talking to uh, John Cusack, I'm Lane in the movie, uh, and you give him that speech about like, once he tastes success, um, it'll suit him and you guys fix the car together. And I was like, that's proof that you can do anything. Like people try to act like, you know, Linda Hamilton and uh, Sigourney were like the first big, like all around, like well-adapted women characters, right? Like in the eighties, but it's like, you were too, because even though it's a hilarious comedy, that movie shows a real woman who helped this other guy, but she's not, you know, that, uh, what do they call that stereotype? Like the magic pixie girl or whatever, because you had problems of your own that you didn't know how to solve. So you guys helped each other. It wasn't like you were, you know, the stereotypical, like magically, you know, solve everything, love sure. interest. Totally. Uh, so I just, so those two movies, and then once the pandemic hit, I knew I wanted some, I had a friend who was just going to do his radio voice for DJ Skagwell, but I was just feeling like it'd be so cool to have a star, right? But I would have never had the courage if it wouldn't have been for the pandemic, because it was like, I could die any day now, right? Like when, I, This was like peak pandemic, and we didn't know how bad things were going to be. And I was just like, you know, F it. Like, I could die tomorrow. So I got the courage enough to – and and I had heard actors were just sitting, twiddling the thumbs because there weren't the uh, 
things put in place. I think Tyler Perry, like a month after I had asked her, finally had the restrictions set up, but it just timed out. She was a little, uh, you know, less on the schedule and I emailed her and, but, you know, she did say like, you know, if you don't like the script, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, uh, she, she did. And that was one of the great moments where she was like, I love the script. I love that you, you know, are casting me as a DJ, you know, let's do it. And it, it's just too surreal. I, I'm a, like you guys, I'm a huge fan of, you know, I love her work. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was, um, <clears throat> she's the reason we found out about you. She reached out to us and, and was like, Hey, I, I was involved with this really dope movie. It's super fun. You know, check out this guy. And yeah, she was right. I'm super happy that Diane brought all of us together. It's really rad. She's pretty cool. Um, Diane Diane tends to pop up in a lot of stuff, which I think is cool. Like she pops up in a lot of really cool projects. Like she obviously was in American Boogeyman. And then she was also in uh, Fred Vogel's recent movie, uh, The Final Interview. I love that movie. And that, yeah, and like that one, I just, I finally got it on Blu-ray, like, I want to say like a month or two ago, and I watched it, and what a fantastic movie that was, and like, she was in that, she was in, um, she's just, she's been in this, obviously, she's like, she really picks projects that are just really cool, fun projects, and that's, you know, one of the things that we love about her, is that she really does know how to pick really good things to work on, Um and she it, was super know, excited about the production, the way you produced, like just how it went about. Sorry, Jones, but yeah. No, no, you're right. No, that's I didn't have much else to add to it, so I'm glad you jumped in. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was talking about how like uh, you were just careful because it was it was in the middle of uh, quarantine, and everything like the the height of the, the hysteria, I guess. When you know, and she she was like, "Hey, this dude did a really cool thing, really safely, and everything." And she was, I know she was super proud of it, you know. So, so like, so have you like worked on movies before, or like, or did you just go into this with like, like just like what? What is your like? How how does like how do you decide to like do something and have it be like as, like as good as this? We've talked to you know we've um, we've been fortunate on the show to have some um, first time directors on here, which is one of our one of our favorite things to do um, for a number of reasons. A because we've um, you know we were like we love just talking to people who are like right in the middle of it but you know but everybody has a different process like the guy who did Seder, you know he did that all on his own like completely he did everything like literally the entire movie on his own built which the is, set like built the built the built the cabin, the cabin um yeah. like his, um um like i can't even like um like you know like i i'm happy when i send out the zoom uh email you know um so <laughs> never mind never mind uh, building a cabin for something so like um you know like so how like how do you like how did that process go about because it's like for all the aspiring people out there who for, for who listen to the show like what do you like like how did like what did you what was your process and to get to where you're at <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I'll try to keep it uh, interesting for you. It, it uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I've always wanted to do it. And I just decided, you know, it's not going to happen. I just need to push those thoughts of making a movie in the back of my head and just try to do the best I can to live a normal life. And that's it. And it just kept eating at me, right? And finally, uh, it was like, I was kind of thinking like, no, like, you know, you only get to live once. You know, soon I won't be too much of a spring chicken. Let's let's maybe try let's try this out. 
Um, and there was a film uh, happening in London, Ohio, pretty close to me. And uh, uh, my dad saw a newspaper article about it. And he texted me and was like, look, you know, I know you're into this stuff. Why don't you go down there and see if you like it and, um, you know, check it out. So I went down there and uh, I just played like a SWAT extra. And I, I kept going back. Like every day they needed an extra, I'd go and just watching the director that um, I was like, yeah, man, this is awesome. Like, especially just the way he was directing, it was like, he was very decisive, but also collaborative. And um, the extras were all having a good time. And uh, I was like, it's almost kind of like, like a, it's almost kind of like camp only everybody goes <laughs> anyway. So I was having a blast and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this. Like I didn't, you know, and that's what I recommend to people out there now is like your first thing is probably not going to make any festivals, but just take your camera. If you don't have any friends who are in a film, just, just make something because that's the number one thing that actors, even I still talk to now who are bigger say is like, yeah, I was in something, but they never finished it. So if you can show that you at least will finish something and after be like, okay, well, I, I could join up with this because I know they're going to finish it. So I mean, that for short, like I told you guys, I was in autofocus the whole time. Uh, and the Sheriff Locke in the movie, he's a he's a pretty big actor in Pittsburgh. He, he, you know, he's done a lot of features. He likes to help out student films in uh, the Pittsburgh area. And I, I wanted at least two legit actors for the short film. And I knew Sheriff Locke needed to be a real actor. It couldn't just be, you know, a friend or whatever. So I messaged him and was just completely honest. It's like, I haven't ever done this before. You're taking a chance. It's just goofy idea. You're going to be fighting play zombies. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I love goofy B movies. I'll come help you. And, and it, you know, I was like, yes. Like I told him, I didn't know, you know, exactly what I'm doing. And he's still in. And so, you know, from there, I just sent it to festivals and by networking, um, you know, I just met people who they could see past the poor craftsmanship. I knew nothing about sound editing with the first one nothing about lenses, nothing about camera work, but they liked the goofiness and the weird concept. So I ended up meeting this guy uh, in the movie, he plays Timothy, Alex Caperton, who went to school for film, I didn't. And he introduced me to Dan Stimmen, who did all the cinematography. That dude won a freaking Emmy. And like, he's doing this cinematography, this goofy <laughs> as hell movie. And uh, I mean, so that was a, a big step up. And just, I, would be very meticulous about my casting. I normally, I don't like the casting process. I don't like that whole thing of like making someone feel bad by being like rejected, you know what I mean? So I would watch a lot of films in my area and I'd see who I thought was talented and then I'd send them a message and be like, hey, I wrote this part for you. Even though that's kind of, I mean, maybe that's kind of creepy, but I was like, I wrote the part for you in my head. Would you want to do it? And uh so that's, that's kind of, you know, just starting from scratch. I mean, this has been a longer process than I want to admit. I made the first one in 2016. I made like a follow-up prequel in 2018 and now I've got the feature. So it's been a while. Well, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, no, and I think that that's like, you know, I think that there is this like sort of like, and as much as I kind of like hate to say the term, but like there's like this sort of like, bucket list sort of push to us like what are we you know i mean honestly like it's like this really like stand-up comedy and like writing for me and i think that there's a thing and i, I kind of like you gotta get like i hate to like 
give this credence to the like if you just put your mind to something and you go out there and do it like that sort of old cliche but it's kind of true like i never even like <laughs> went to college and like i get paid to write all the time just by just by like if i'm confused on like how something's supposed to work like i just google it you know what i mean and like you know <laughs> i mean like it's just like you know and it's just um you, like you don't have to like you know um I thought to be a movie maker or a stand-up or like a writer, a writer specifically for me, like you had to, um, um, you know, you had to have gone to like a lot of school, like you had to go to film school, you know what I mean? And it's just like, well, or you can just hire, like, you know, there's editors, there's people that you can hire to, do, you know what I mean? There's like idea people. And then there's people that there's like people who do like technical stuff and, you know, and you can, you can kind of just like go after there and do stuff. And I mean, like, like, isn't like you and I sitting here are like a great example. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a spring chicken, but you know what I mean? But, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going <laughs> to like, I'm going to try to like, try to do like, I'm in a, a comedy festival all weekend. And I, you know what I mean? And like, I, I got, I got, you know, three articles to write for the hard times. And I got like all this stuff. And it's just really like you're saying, like you're saying, like just kind of just like going, you know what? Like I can do this. Like in the, you know, I mean, all any of this is, is just somebody deciding at one point that they're going to do it. You know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, and I think you said earlier uh, that you tried to put a, like a little heart in it or so, but the whole thing I think is based on heart. And I think the, the short coming off well, despite the, the technical abilities, coming through there's people being excited about the short uh, shows the heart that that's where that's why i think it comes so i think the whole thing is heart honestly and it feels it and that's why i think i ended up loving it so much i agree with you on that for sure Graham. i mean like i think it's you know here's the other thing you picked a good genre to do like to pursue film in because horror the horror genre, I think, with fans and with actors and with people that are involved, like, behind the camera and everything, like, they love, they they really love the genre of horror as opposed very to very forgiving. Being, right, yeah, like, it's, it's that and also, like, they're willing to take chances on movies if it just looks like it's fucking fun, which is really what it is with a lot of horror actors, especially the bigger name ones. You'll see, you know, Bill Mosley and Robert England and Diane Franklin and all these people that'll pop up into movies that are like, this is just a fun movie. Like I would love to do that. And also it's kind of one of those things that they truly give a shit about horror. Like they give a shit about the genre, whether it's comedy horror, serious horror, whatever the case may be. Um, so I think when you probably, when you present people with that, you know, idea of what the movie is and stuff, I'm not entirely shocked that people were totally down to do it. You know, it's a, it's just the idea of it is really fun. And I think people really, especially after watching the finished product, man, you really did make a movie full of heart and you made a fun, like a super fun movie. And I think it's, I think a lot of people are really going to love this when it comes out. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I think I think you guys are kind of tapping into something subconsciously here that my favorite Evil Dead is Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, like, I, a, a, like about horror, like, so, um, what do you what what are you what what are you liking? Like, besides like Army of Darkness, like, what kind of like what got you into it all? You know what I mean? Like, are you are you like an overall horror guy, or do you you know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I have like really specific ones I like, but I I really like the genre. But like, um, let's see, I like I really like horror movies that um, make you forget. They like get you to like the characters, and you forget that you're watching a horror movie, so that uh, you're all of a sudden like, oh crap, I like these guys, and it's mm-hmm. a horror movie now. Shoot, like um, one example uh, is uh, I really like Silver Bullet. Like uh, mm-hmm. you, you know. Yeah. By the end, I'm like, don't kill the Busey. Just... <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I think you had a good spot for Busey in the by, in Clay Zombies, by the way. Like, I just feel like you could have worked him in there somewhere. <laughs> I think he would have really, really fit. That would have been amazing. amazing. <laughs> uh, Listen, dude, Busey was the ginger dead man. He would have done the movie. That's true. If you would have reached out to him, he would have done it. He probably would have. Um, hey, hey, Gary, hey Gary, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> you did. Um, I noticed that I've seen you, and I think you're wearing it now. But you, uh, House. I know you're yes. a House fan. Yeah, I know I Ryan house. and I are. But yeah, yeah I'm a big, huge House fans. There was a time period I can remember thinking, and it's weird now because as it's all sussed out, it hasn't. But I can remember thinking, like when I was like, like, like an adult, like teen, if I liked Creep Show or House better. There was like a moment where I, oh, I actually I yeah. actually said, I mean, clearly I think like Creep Show has stood the test of time and has ended up being like kind of a seminal movie and like comic book horror sort of thing. But like I've kind of compared them at the time. And, uh, you know, and I'll be honest with you. Like, I think like I pick like scenes out of movies all the time in my mind. And there's some things that like I really, really love. And like there's like moments of brilliance in a lot of like different like, you know, I talk a lot about the uh, the scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre where she runs out the door and Leatherface chases her and grabs her. And I just think the way the coloring and everything of that scene is just so beautiful. And, uh, um, you know, for for the content excluded. But um, but um, no offense to people who have been chased out of homes by, uh, by Leatherface, um, by, by skin wearing <laughs> maniacs. But um, but in house. When they walk into the room and then they turn and that woman, the old woman is hanging like that, like actually kind of like fucked me up a little bit like that scene because because of just like just the a like like hanging so terrible. You know, and B, like, it's just such a, like, an awful, awful, triggering, tragic thing anyways. But just, like, she was just, like, and then the fact that how they did it when they walk in the room and then they just turn and then she's, like, right there and kind of, like, swinging at it. It was, like, such a beautifully shot scene that I don't think it gets enough credit as, like, like, like House is, like, ultimately maybe, like, a ridiculous movie to people who, who, who aren't a fan of that sort of thing. But, like, um but like that scene was just like a, a hell of a great horror shot. So house is heavy too. There's aspects of it. That's, you know, pretty dark and deep. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And there's, gonna, there's scenes be... in that. Oh, go ahead. Jim. No, I was going to, I was just going to say that if you don't like house, I don't think you like horror movies. Like, yeah, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that comes good, down to it. A good call. Like there's scenes in that, that I'll never forget that are burned into my brain. The hanging scene, um, the going through the bathroom mirror into complete darkness and like thought like that shit fucked me up. Uh, even the fish like on the wall fucked me up because yeah. it's just <laughs> yeah. constant going and stuff. And that freaks me. Like I still get a visceral reaction just to the memories of that shit. Right. And especially the, the uh, hand, the hand grenade under the ribs. <laughs> yes. That fucks me up. Man. <laughs> yes. Just thinking about that. So good. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, I know the, the Burbs. I think you're a big Burbs fan, too. Dude, yes. Yeah. Yes, I love the Burbs. This, that's, uh, that's such an underappreciated movie. Yeah. It is. It, that's that's one, too, where, I mean, like, don't don't you guys love the ending of that? I mean, oh, it's, it's great. Just... <laughs> like, they, they, they just, like, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Burbs. Actually, you know what? If you haven't seen the Burbs <laughs> at this point, like, I'm cool with just spoiling it for you. Like, you, yeah. you did, like, like either shut it off now and go watch the Burbs and then come back and finish this, or just, like, well, you deserve this. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> na- na- National Treasure. Yeah. Chet Hanks' dad. Um, um, no, sorry. <laughs> um, I, you know, Chet Hanks is so terrible, but like, oddly <laughs> hilarious uh, that that is Tom Hanks's kid. Like, I it's mean, like, weird. It, it's That's really so weird. weird. Yeah. Like, he's so terrible and he's like super racist and like all this stuff. And so, like, I, like, there's like, I don't like him, but like, I, like, I could see knowing him and like maybe him being a friend of mine. But um, he's but, like, uh, <laughs> dude, he's like, he's like a white douchebag Voltron. Like, just a bunch of just shitty alt-right tattooed incels came together and made a captain planet like it's very How, weird what is thanksgiving like <laughs> oh dude it's right it's gotta be i mean you know what most thanksgivings have a racist grandmother the hanks household has chet that's what How they, they have ha- how do they end up with the youngest one being the one too like i don't know if he's the youngest but i know like colin seems okay right i have a feeling that chet, chet, dude, chet is the reason is the reason that Colin became a serial killer in Dexter. That's why. He was just like, that's the full okay. circle right there. He came okay. to Okay. Okay. Real, real story though. Real talk for two seconds. Who would you rather go out and hang out with for a night? Chad or Colin? I see everybody's got to think about it. Oh, you know oh, what? I, I'm, I thought about my night with Chad. It's going to end early. Right. <laughs> You know what? You rewind four and a half years ago when I was still doing a bunch of blow and I would hang out with Chet all night long. <laughs> right. Now yeah, maybe if now, I was drinking still, yeah. All right. No, yeah. now I would I dude, my night would end early because I'd go to jail. Like that's what would happen. Uh yeah, I, I mean I'd have to go with Colin because I really like that season of Fargo he did and uh I'd want to ask him what hanging out with Jack Black is like in Orange County, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. No, I'm sure Colin is fine. Like I'm sure, like if you want to go, like like meet up, like dinner or somewhere, and like have like a like a like a. He's like probably a, a lot like his dad. Yeah, he's probably like a really good da- guy, but like, if, but if, but if you crave adventure, you gotta have to go out with Chad. Like you know what I mean? Like like I mean like if you want something more, like if you want like life, I mean like. And I mean, and I'm gonna say like he has comedic timing. Like he's terrible. Like I'm not like this is like I'm not, I'm not abiding him or whatever. Like he's these. I mean, like, but like, but him talking about like, hey man, we can't be calling women smoke shows anymore and shit. Like is just fucking hilarious. I'm like, who, the fuck, who the fuck is this guy? Um. Anyways, um, Tom Hanks, uh, national national treasure, Tom Hanks. Um, his his really is it his only foray into horror? If I if I think about it, is that really like? Is it? I can't think of anything else. I mean, else. you could you could say the Da Vinci Code is horror if you don't. Believe <laughs> God. So horror horror for uh, Oprah moms. Um, but yeah. Um, um, maybe Castaway, but not really. 
Well, I mean, no, I mean, Castaway uh, cast is definitely, I, you know, I mean, there's definitely like an intensity to Castaway. That's like, that's. Uh, um, I feel like Castaway is a horror once he starts to draw the face on the volleyball and then it becomes <laughs> yeah. an erotic horror. So. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> did, did, did he have sex with Wilson? Can we, can we, can we talk about Prob- this? Of course Probably. You know what? That's been hinted at. For, since that movie came out, right, and I will put it on record right now. Yeah, he was gone enough time that he fucked that volleyball. There's a <laughs> right, guarantee. Right. Um, gotta fuck something. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you do. Um, so 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 Tom Tom so Tom Hanks is in The Burbs, um, which is just like I just think ends up being like one of the the like greatest of his performance because it's like. It's kind of like the big era Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Like like super funny, like silly, like meaningful, um, mixed with like a kind of a commentary like on America. And then like the ending is great because they are the fucking bad guys. Like they were totally <laughs> fucking right. And there's bodies in it. And if there's anything that makes me happy in a movie is a fucking furnace filled with fucking bodies. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can stick that in any movie and it will make it exponentially better. So like no the, the burbs I have a burb shirt I don't know if you I've, I've worn a burb shirt I have a, it's a Satan is good Satan is my <laughs> um, so, um they have them at fright rags is it fright rags right now or God or Garbage one of the one of the two they should send me free shit for mentioning it but um um, yeah. um they're not going to um, but um but they should um but I um but like but no the burbs is like is um. It's just like a really great movie, and they um, they really are able to tap into. Bruce Dern is fucking amazing in that movie. And so like, good, so good, and so the Feldman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Feldman, and I, and Feldman is like it's like me. He's like we're just gonna watch this shit go down. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> great character. Like yeah. just bring the chaos, and we're like you know what I mean. That's like that's what you want. You know what can I mean. I, just want... Can I tell you guys my favorite line? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife's home. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yes. So good. So good. Uh, you have an. Do you, feel like the, do you feel like the Burbs was the original prequel to the Strangers? Like I think that's you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually uh, like to imagine um, uh, what's that uh, Lars von Trier movie with a uh, um, uh, Matt. Uh, Matt Dillon. Oh, the house, the house that Jack built. I like to rema- imagine the house that Jack built as the prequel to "There's Something About Mary." That's right. Um, <laughs> that, 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 that he uh, that he just he was before he was the detective in that he was like shooting children in a field. Um, okay, so here's a, here's a question. So you like those movies, um, and this movie for some reason is kindly kind of divisive. But I'm thinking it might be in your in your alley. What do you think of the gate? The gate. <clears throat> I I mean I enjoy it. It's uh. Wait wait wait. Is the gate the one that starts out with the the kid and his dog? Yeah. Yeah, you know I have I oh, please don't send the hate mail my way, guys, listeners. But I don't think <laughs> I've seen the whole thing. Oh my god, you really well okay. 
Uh, I don't think anybody's going to send you. If they, if they send, they can send it to me. They can send it to me. Um, but the gay is uh, I, I accept hate mail because I appreciate any any attention. But um, um, I forward it all to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I just and I just. I, uh, I, uh, also, also before before we jump into this, I have to be on on your side, man. Um, you did if you didn't finish the movie, it's completely understandable. The movie does star Stephen Dorff, so listen, <laughs> I understand. Sometimes you got to turn away from those movies, and that's okay. Like, that's okay. Why are Why are we down on the Dorff, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, like, uh, why, uh, come on. Okay. Listen, Stephen Stephen Dorff has done one good thing in horror, and that was playing the douchebag villain in Blade, and that's it. Okay, dude, dude, still pretty are, good though. You know what? Yeah. He, gets a, he gets a win for that, so he's on. Well, my he side. was Dane Cook as a vampire. Get out of here. <laughs> let's see. Let's was, go through. Let's let's talk Stephen Stephen Dorff for a second. Hey. He's handsome. He's a handsome man. He's he handsome, is. handsome as a dick. I don't care if I would fuck Stephen Dorff or not. I'm <laughs> talking about his acting. He's in true detective. He's in true detective. He's in Leatherface. He's in uh, um, let's see what else. Leatherface. Leatherface is good. I mean, well, it's not great. No, it is not. It is it's, not a good it, movie. That's the remake. Yo, it is not oh, wait, a good movie. Is, is is that three? Are you talking three or the remake? No, no, he's talking like the, new the, one. the other. I like the, the new one a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I like the new one too. So I, you know, um, you guys are insane. That is such <laughs> no, a bad movie. It was super no, I, fun. I think it, it's pro Leatherface. So yeah. like, I'm kind of like, you know, like they they turn Leatherface into a victim, which I kind of like. He was on, and Blossom. there's a red herring the whole time. Like you think that one dude's Leatherface the whole time. Right, yeah, you think exactly. it's a fat kid the whole time because that's what it's supposed to be. All right, it's supposed right. to be. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. supposed oh, to be the, the fat end, kid the whole the time. End. I love the end. Yeah, so um, he's on an episode of Married with Children. Um, he's the door. Yeah, he's the door. Then he was on. I, lo- I love that we're reaching for straws on this. Just like, what has he done? Like, listen, yeah, I'll, give him, I'll give him. I'll give him a smidge of credit for Cecil B. Demented. Yeah, and that is not because it's a good movie. That's because I hate fuck that movie. That's why right. I will watch that movie just to hate it the whole time because it's so like it's hilariously bad but a lot of that is because steven like listen steven dorf is one of those dudes oh. that keeps on getting put in movies and i just don't know why i don't Yo, know why they keep on doing it judgment night that's just yeah I, it, it, okay the movie, you know what i'll give that one i'll say that one you're right super fun movie i know a lot of people aren't super into it because the soundtrack completely overshadowed it but uh, but no, that's a fucking judgment great night. Movie. Told, judgment night gets credit. I will say you're right on that one. You did. You. I forgot one out there. he was in that though. <laughs> we anyway. all had to Google his filmography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what we had to do. Um, I do. Uh, before uh, we get too far away from it, I do want to talk about uh, Fire Tiger, the band in Clay Zombies. Oh yeah, they but... smoke. Yeah, they kill it. So they, good. Like, like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, "Where did they get this song?" And then I realized that it's actually for the movie. I'm yeah, like, "That's bad- that." I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like, like that he was able to pull like, like, and you know, so so because I'm a tangent machine, um, I have to say, like, there's a lot of times that people will try to pull off like an '80s sound, and it's so like 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 you clearly like they're clearly like it's like clearly trying to be something that it's not right 
this band nails it. Like it is like it is such a horror movie, eighties horror movie theme. It's like so perfect. One of my favorite things in the entire world is uh, songs over the credits that are about the movie that I just watched. Like and and yeah. it's usually hip hop in in horror movies, uh, and and it's always my favorite. Like no matter how bad the movie is. If that happens at the end, I'm sold and I will tell everybody to watch it. Um, and and it, it, it hasn't happened in a long time with like that glam metal, that 80s glam. And, and it is Fire Tiger real? I don't know, uh, but they fucking rule. And, and the video at the end with Diane dancing with them and shit, it's just, it was so good. It's so fun and it fit perfect with, with the movie. So. Yeah, thank you, Graham. I completely agree. It, it was one of those things where it's like, why don't they do this anymore? You know what I mean? Like they did it. Maybe it's because they did it too much back in the day. I mean, they had the bangers for weird science and Ghostbusters. And I don't know. I, I enjoy the Fright Night theme a lot. <clears throat> they did it with uh, People Under the Stairs, too. Yes. <laughs> Nightmare yes. on Elm Street, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fire Tiger was like interesting. I There was another local Ohio filmmaker. Um, I, uh, I, I think he was making a film and um, I, I, I was reading about him and he was doing everything the right way. Like he was trying to raise money by like selling his uh, NES games, like his classic ones that would get money. And he had wrote a script. He was trying to enter into festivals. And so I, su I supported it and stuff. I, I think he had it on Indiegogo. And I was like, yeah, this guy's doing all the right stuff. He's, he's cool. He's really trying to do it. So anyways, I watched his film and at the end was a fire tiger song. And it was just like this awesome song. And um, at the time it was like really cool for me because my uh, Sandy in the movie, like had just got diagnosed with this disease and she was dying. And like pretty much every day it was like, is this going to be my last day with, with uh, Sandy and stuff and their albums like really helped get me through that time up until, you know, she finally passed where it was like, I mean, the thing is, like, no smoke. Like, the reason I asked them is all of their albums, they have not one stinker. And, I mean, th that's, like, you know, their songwriting capabilities, right? So I was like, I love these guys. Like, and I love 80s music as much as, you know, a lot of cynical people now will be like, oh, Stranger Things, 80s is overplayed. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, no. I love the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, shut Me up. Too. So, <laughs> so it was like, I was like, you know, after a while, I was like, it'd be so awesome if I could, you know, use some of these songs for the movie. So I reached out and, and we worked it out and it was like, but the problem is got a little greedy, got a little greedy. I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if they would make a theme song for this? <laughs> and, you know, I, I reached out and um, I didn't hear anything back from them for a while. And then, you know, you know how that is, like when you when you reach out and you really care about something and you don't hear anything back, you're just like, oh, man, I can't believe it. Like, why would I ask them to do this movie? They probably heard Clay Zombies and was like, yeah, OK. But then when they said they were interested, I, I got to tell you, so we worked it out. And when they finally sent me the finished song, I uh, I couldn't not like get up and dance. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, this is awesome. Like, I. I did like, I wanted it to be as good as like Weird Science or one of those classic goofy songs. I think, in my opinion, they just like jumped it. They're just like, no, we're going to do way better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been in my head for days. 
It's so good. Yeah, they're very talented. And they even, uh, since they're an LA band, had the idea like, hey, like let's get Diane in this action for the music video. So it was like, perfect, you know. Fantastic. Awesome. That's, uh, that's uh, everything you want in the world. So, you know what I mean? Like you, you need to, uh, uh, you know, like, like a good solid like metal theme song to your to your horror movie you're kind of like living out the dream man like you know what i mean it's got to feel pretty good you know what i mean like uh, like like they like you you did it right you know what i mean like uh, it came up to you so like like congrats on that like it's uh you know what i mean like uh um it's nice when when those things come together like you know so it's you're going to uh you know, just like those little like details of that, like, you know what I mean? Like make it so it's like, like that much. The second that starts in the movie, you're like, oh yeah, all right, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. here, like I'm here. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, should we get into the questions? Yes, let's do. All right, Jake, you ready? Yes, sir. Sinister Six. First one, Freddy or Jason? I. I have to go with the Fredster on this one. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you guys have seen the meme, but when you when they have like that block of horror characters and they're like, you can pick two to defend you, the rest are gonna try to kill you. I always have to go with Chucky and Freddy because hey, I may die, but they're gonna be cracking jokes, keeping me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, what's the difference between thriller and horror? So I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of the show. So, you know, I'm going to try not to cheat and use Brian <laughs> Yezna's answer. Uh, but I thought if it's, if Liam Neeson is the hero, thriller. If Liam Neeson is the villain, <laughs> horror. Okay. I love I it. Love... So That's how about... a great answer. It is. Um, so, so, how, so how about the gray? Is he the hero or the villain? Um. <laughs> Uh, I <laughs> oh shoot! You got me. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you know who the villain of that movie is—the one that bait and switched everybody on that fucking trailer. That's yeah. who the villain is in that movie. Well, I love the movie, but I love the movie. But by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I thought see what this you was did in the trailer. I, th- I literally thought this was going to be Liam Neeson, like like fucking boxing dogs out here but instead it's like an existential look at life i'm like oh god damn it <laughs> now i've learned god damn it i thought you were going to be boxing I did not go into with... this for learning yeah i wanted right. to see like like a guy beat up a dog you know what i mean instead <laughs> i can't i can't it's, instead i came out a better person god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking movies um <laughs> What horror movie influenced your taste the most? Uh, you know, let's see. I have to say, you know how when you're a little kid, you typically watch a, like, a, you pick a movie that you watch over and over and over and over and over. I'm pretty sure on VHS tape recorded off, you know, TV, I watched The Burbs as like a six-year-old over and over. Mm. So subconsciously, probably The Burbs. Nice. I think it would probably be Caddyshack for me. That's the one I watched the most. Like that was an everyday thing, no matter what, up until high school, I think. <laughs> well, I will say real quick though, if you want, if you want the real answer for uh, clay zombies, it was um, 
Dead Dawn of the Dead 78. And that's just because I realized like, it's not about the zombies. It's about how these people who would have like never been friends before, you know, or work together in any other circumstances or just brought together by this common threat. And that's, that's why I love the zombie genre. I love it. That's great. Um, if you could erase one movie from existence, what would it be? So I don't want to be a dick because I know you can pass on this. It's, it's totally fine. (laughs) I'll just say this and hopefully, you know, for me, if I could erase a movie I've seen before, for me, <clears throat> Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I feel like that's a hot take, but also not a very hot take. Right. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of Star Wars fans that are like, you know what? He had the balls to say it. I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you like got that's a lot of people happen. on your side. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate I hate to say this, but I haven't seen it. I Lucky. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just you don't even I just, need to. And and they're done, right? All the last yeah. three, are, oh, three are done. okay. Um, I know that sounds like ridiculous, but like to not even really know, considering like I grew up in Star Wars era and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I I just like I re- they gotta quit blowing up Death Stars. Like I like like it's in three movies they blew up a Death Star. Like 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 I don't like I shouldn't have to tell them this. This is like. Like it was bad enough when they blew up another Death Star in Return of the Fucking Jedi, but they got away with it. You know what I mean? They got away with it, but then they decided <laughs> again. It like it, it, it's like a murderer going back to the scene, like meeting the lead investigator, and like and then getting questioned and then leaving and be like, and then going back to the scene again. It's like you know you have got to, like like quit blowing up fucking Death Stars. Like we get it. Like, like, uh, but like, it's like they blow one up in Empire, they blow one up in Return of the Jedi, and then they blew one up in the whatever the fucking name of the Force Awakens or whatever it's called. Like, and I just was just like, you know what, man? Like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with this. Like, it, like it was cool as a kid, but like, like I'm sorry. Like, like it's just not good enough. Like, I just can't watch another fucking Death Star blowing up. Like, I just got. I no... love that they've gotten they've gotten so lazy in their filmmaking. They've made you pro Death Star. Exactly. Oh my gosh! I just good. want to see how these things work. At this point, like at this point, just let it fucking go. Like I mean, it's, it's, it's like, a like, lot of bill. That's a that's a better movie. You know what I mean? Like Death Star Year Three, way more interesting now than blowing up Death Star. You know what I mean? And, Turns yeah. out you've been blowing up the Death Star too early, and it was the good guy the whole fucking time. Right. And like you know, and like you know, like it's a great story. I get it. Um, um, I do have this weird thing now though that I can't get over that Chewbacca is naked, and so like that's like um, like like why is Chewbacca naked? Um, like, like it seems just a bad choice. Like he's like a he's a mechanic. That means he's like bent <laughs> over and shit. Like, like, like put some pants on him. You know what I mean? You know what? You know why Chewbacca's naked? Because it's really weird when dogs wear pants. That's why. That is exactly <laughs> but, but, why. But uh, a he was initially supposed to be a man. Is that what? Is that what George Lucas was thinking? Like we wanted a seven foot tall naked guy working on the yeah, Millennium but, Falcon. And also, once dogs start walking around on two feet, they wear pants. They were yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, put, <laughs> it's like put on pants. Like would you would you want to would you want to sit in the seat of the Millennium Falcon after he got out? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, like, and and then I had a friend like, well, he's wearing a bandolier. Uh, well, how about I show? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna show up to your fucking house in just a bandolier, just a bandolier. And, and and you can tell me if I'm naked or not. And like, and honestly, the the, the bandolier makes you more naked. Like yes. it's like it's somehow yes. wearing a band. It's like wearing makes, just cowboy boots. Exactly. Like that, that, like that's like <laughs> a clothing a clothing piece that makes you more naked. So like you know what I mean. So I, like it just like so you, what you're of, saying. What you're saying is the bandolier is the assless chaps of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I mean, like, like you, you are like, and it's not even like he has that much hair. He has like, like, like Graham has more hair than Chewbacca, <laughs> length, lengthwise. So like you know, you are just like like a, a quarter inch from Chewbacca's dick, and like I just like you know, and like that's cool. Like I am not a, sh- a shamer. I'm, I am pro, like, wear what the fuck ever you want to wear. But, like, but the reality Not to is, work. It's, it's just, it's right, it just seems impractical. Like, and I wouldn't want to, like, and you know what? Like, I don't want to follow him up a fucking ladder. And, like, I don't need to see, like, a Wookiee butthole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need this in my life. You know what I mean? So, like, I could live my whole life without this. So, like, put some fucking pants on, Chewbacca. Jesus. Okay, listen, Ryan. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree <laughs> with you on this tangent. I'm gonna agree with you on this tangent, but I do have a question. Where was this passion with Harry and the Hendersons? And <laughs> literally any Bigfoot film ever made. Now, do you think that we have to go back to these? They didn't have jobs. Put him in fucking pants. I don't. Yes, he did. He was clearly a sportsman out in the woods. Okay, yep. he was doing shit. You know he was probably hunting. He was probably harvesting yes. elk. Okay, I, listen. I we am... just walked into Bigfoot's house and start fucking telling him that he's got to wear pants. No, We're, that's his house. Okay, L- listen. I want Bigfoot naked. All right, like I am a Pacific Northwest person, and a naked Bigfoot is what we want. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I, so I, you're I... cool with Bigfoot walking around swinging dick, but all of a sudden she's <laughs> the one that you got a problem with. What kind of, I'm not a shamer? Come on. You got a weird line, Danley. You got a weird line, all right? Okay, so are ghosts real? (laughs) I love that we have no transition. Just straight to us. You guys are killing me, dude. I think you saw me about to have a heart attack. He's like, Jake's going to die. I'm going to. Dude, I haven't laughed that hard since I went to live comedy, man. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, our ghost real. You know what's weird is I've been like getting more and more skeptical about like uh, spirituality and stuff like that. But oddly enough, listening to you guys ask these this question has got me kind of opening my mind back up to it a little bit. Because I will say, when the ghost hunting shows came out, and I thought like, oh, this is so cool, like it's this new science and they're, they're trying to find ghosts. And then, you know, I watched like two or three seasons of nothing ever happening. And it was like, Oh, they got me. <laughs> but I still love this stuff though. And it's like, uh, I would, I would like to believe, maybe I will say yes. It, it would be really cool if there were ghosts and stuff. I think I, I'm kind of where you are. I've been getting, I, I, when we first started this, I was definitely like, nah, no way. Uh, and the more I hear other people talk about it and stuff, I'm like, Ugh. and I do, I want it to be, I want it to be real, but yeah. So I think it's completely okay. And I've said this on the show before, but like, you know, like I went to Loch Ness in, in, in Scotland, in the highlands of Scotland. I strongly suggest anybody go there. It's absolutely gorgeous there. And, uh, and Scotland's an amazing country and, um, uh, beautiful there really. 
Um, and amazing people too. Seriously, go to Scotland. Uh, but I so I go to Loch Ness and like I'm a um, I'm a terrible skeptic. Not I don't want to say terrible, but like I'm just a big plant skeptic. I, uh, you know, I think uh, um, it, sure it kind of tastes like a little bit of the fun out of the world and this and that. And you know, if you really look into the Loch Ness monster and they, they have sonared the entire lake and there's nothing living in there really. Like, um, but if you think for that I didn't look for that fucking monster for <laughs> for one second of my boat ride on that lake. You are completely out of your minds. I still look like I scan that water. I'm like, I'm going to see it. I think it's like, okay to like, like believe, not believe in something, but like want to believe it and kind of believe it. Cause you want to believe it. You know what I mean? I think it's good. Like, like as long as you're not like voting based on your belief in locked, <laughs> locked in monster, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, think yes. that's where, I, I think that's where we get fucked up in this world is like, we believe something and it's kind of like, okay, but then we want like everybody to believe it. And then we want to like, you know what I mean? And then we want to like push this belief on it. But like, but like, like I just enjoyed like looking for the fucking Loch Ness monster. It was just fun. I took the fucking the cruise out on the ocean on the, on the and it's a huge lake and it's, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And there's like, like, like little goats and shit on the side of it and stuff. It's cool. Like it's, it's just like a, it's like an experience, but like, but like everybody on that boat is like, I want to see this monster and I want it to happen. And it would have been like the best part of my life had that fucking thing reared its head. You know what I mean? So, you know what, like have some fun. Jesus Christ. It's a short life. Just, just be smart about it. You know? Um. All right. And last one, midsummer or hereditary. <clears throat> All right, so we'll preface. I enjoy both films. I really do. But I have to give it to the one where I cared about the characters more. And for whatever reason, uh, Tony Collette and the gang really won me over in Hereditary. So I got to give I got to give it to them. Yeah, good answer. Yeah, I um, uh you have got to give it to Tony Collette in that movie. Um, yeah. In all movies that she's in, really. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like, of, I mean yeah. like, how she doesn't have, like, a bucket of, of fucking awards. How she isn't, like, tripping over Oscars walking into her house. I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. I mean, like, everything she's in, even, like, from, like, Sixth Sense and stuff like that. She was just, like, you know, she carried a ton of that movie on her, you know what I mean? And, um, um yeah, they really, uh, you know, you're really, you're really right on that. They made... They made the the interactions between the family so genuine that it was hard to see bad things happen to them. You know what I mean? Even even when you kind of didn't like them, it was hard to see bad things because it felt like like something actually bad was happening. You know? Uh, yeah, and some people try to even crap on the uh, I don't remember the character's name, but even some people try to crap on the teenager, and it's like, dude, we were all like that. Like when you're a teenager and you're just trying to make it with friends and stuff, like you know it's they're just like so quick to judge but it's like just try to remember what it was like to be in high school you know what i mean yeah when, yeah. My, when my younger siblings had got ripped off i acted almost entirely <laughs> so like it was you know what i mean so um 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 no um and i and i like your take on that on the on the caring of the characters just like as a writer myself like it's like like you have to like initially like care about it. i think the movie that does that the best is trained to busan like i think like um yeah it's um like you like like the the working class dude like 
is just the best dude in the world. And yes. When, yeah. And yeah. when and I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but Jesus Christ, he trained to Busan. Like it's like maybe my top five in any genre of movies. Yes. It's just so, it's, so it's, yeah. It's so it well. Like you give a fuck about like like you're literally almost in tears at the end. Like you're like yeah. like 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 choked up. You're like oh, and like especially like the end when it's like like kind of questionable what's going to happen. You're like oh please please don't let anything happen. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I can handle it. Like I don't think like I can I can like when was the last time you watched a zombie movie and we're like I give a fuck what you know what I mean? Like you can kind of give a fuck, but like it's not like when Flyboy died in in Dawn that I was like. Uh, oh my god my heart is broken you know what i mean like it was like i mean like i was bummed because flyboy is flyboy but like um you know (laughs) but yeah train to basan was like a a zombie fatigue killer yeah that that, it it shot so much more like energy into the genre holy shit and it's it's one of the best ever made easy um i think that's a big life lesson too for me is like you grow up thinking like you know, obviously I'm a polite person and all that, but I think train to Busan is a great way of showing like, look, you're better off with a rude person who's honest and like just no holds bar, even if you don't like what they have to say, because a lot of times they're going to end up being like that guy with the heart of gold. It's like, right. you, what you see is what you get. You're not getting this, you know, they may be nice snake in the grass type character. You're like, so I really value people like that now. You, you know, they might not be the most bubbly or whatever, but it's like, you you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's cool because that, that movie shows that where it's like, oh, that guy's a jerk. It's like, no, that dude's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't give a, I don't give a lot of credit to like the Oscars or anything like that. I'm mean, like, I watch it every year and it is what it is. And I'm like, you know, not a thing, but like uh, them giving, like giving a South Korean movie um, uh, the best picture was really like the rightest thing that's been done in a long time because they've been making such amazing movies in South Korea, Asia in general, anybody who's a horror fan really should be watching yeah. a, a, a lot of a cinema, but like, but um, they've just been making amazing shit for years, but, but South, but South Korea in general for a long time has been making like um, just some of the best, uh, best films out there. I mean, I mean, sorry, New Zealand, as you know, we love you, you know, we love you, <laughs> New Zealand, but, but, um, but, uh, but they make amazing movies too in New Zealand, but, um, but they're able to get that, like that, um, there's just something like about like that that human touch and like yeah i mean like that's what like parasite's all about you know what i mean just that human and i consider parasite a horror movie um yeah you know and, and the host and yeah and the host and, yeah um snow and like all those movies and um it's really about that human that human connection all those movies and that's a really awesome thing to see um just in movies in general and it just speaks like culturally to like what's happening there and so um um, and plus, like Korean food is fucking amazing too. So, um, so I'm just uh, um, like seriously, like like whenever they were like, we should ferment all this 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 cabbage. They were like, and then like we'll put eggs on meat and and with this ferment. And they were like, they're like, you know what? I think that's really what Ryan Danley would really want. So, um, <laughs> so let's keep doing that. So, um, yeah. um, from Korea, we we love you. Um, thank you for the, for the great films so. and food. And, and, <laughs> and just and being like great people. Um, all right. Well, we have reached the point of the show. Excellent job, by the way. Excellent answers to the question. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Um, um, 
we've reached the point of the show now where we are going to go on to the recommendations. Uh, who would like to, uh, Jonas, would you want to start with some recommendations today? Yeah, I got some recommendations. Um, <clears throat> my first one's a movie. Uh, it's on Shudder. Just came out. VHS 94. I just okay. watched oh, it today. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was skeptical of it because um, I didn't like VHS viral all that much. But I was, uh, so I was skeptical, but it's awesome. It, um, it, they definitely pulled it off. And they do a cool, it's a cool little twist to the type of movie that the VHS movies are. Um, so yeah, total full recommend on that one. Um, and then music, since we're talking um, about horror music, um, I think I have recommended this before, like way back earlier on in the episodes, but the band slash group uh, Dance With The Dead, they mm. are a they're a mixture of like eighties, like power metal and, um, and electronic music. So there it's only, it's literally two dudes and a guitar and they don't have any lyrics, but their music is very much like retro wave, but it's mixed with like eighties power metal. And it's all based around horror films. Um, they have entire albums that are dedicated to, horror franchises so like they have an entire album called the shape and all of it is very cool halloween you know um adjacent type of tracks um and they're great um they've been putting out they put out a bunch of albums so you can find all of them on streaming um and if you get the chance to catch them live absolutely do that because like i said it's only two dudes with guitars and you know their soundboard but the show that they put on is insanely good. So, yeah, definitely check them out if you get the chance. All right. I, I'll go next. Um, right. If that's cool with you, Graham. I mean, I don't want yeah, to yeah. It's just steal your no. thunder. Um, Movie-wise, wi- movie um, I'm going to suggest Till Death. It's on Netflix. Um, Hell yeah. It is, um, it really is so, it's a really great movie. It's just like... Um, it's kind of like escape horror, you know, um, and, uh, you know, it's just time and time again, we're just proved like how shitty Hollywood was to Megan Fox and yep. just about how she can like, she can carry a fucking movie. She is a, a like a talented fucking actor and like just a, like a big fan of her work. Uh, I, I go into t- till death without knowing anything about it um it's um it is a it is a brutal movie it's a great like independent movie it's a nice twist on things um it'll keep you excited like the entire time uh she does a great job everybody in it does a great job it's uh it's just a and it's got a cool little gimmick to it that you know what i mean like that we haven't really seen before and um i i kind of like it's got uh, um it's I, I don't know i can't say enough good things about it and uh megan if you're listening be on the show uh because uh she's not listening but but if she was um we would just know that she's uh welcome on this show because she does uh between that and jennifer's body and a bunch of her other work she is just really like she she picks good movies and she does good things and uh yep. he was she was shit on by hollywood's uh crap machine so um 
uh, real quick, I'm actually going to suggest a couple other podcasts. I've been like, uh, um, um, I am going to suggest last last podcast on the left. I know everybody probably listens to that. If you listen to this, you probably listen to that. Uh, but I'm really going to suggest the Billy the Kid series. Um, it's a four part series on on Billy the Kid, and it's really um, actually really fascinating. Um, like it's it's like their Donner Party series. Like these are like uh, America folklore s- stories that we've heard, but it's really awesome to hear like the actual like broke down historical thing. So and they're hilarious and uh, entertaining and educational. Uh, the Black Plague series is also very very good. Um, and you see, and it's also interesting to hear, hear how like uh, the Black Plague was like some of the first uh, examples of like extreme anti-Semitism and things like that. Um, so I would strongly suggest those from um, an, uh, last podcast on the left. And then lastly, I'm going to suggest uh, Maintenance Phase. It's a it's a podcast that sort of uh, um, um, it's more it's a main focus. It's a it's an offshoot of a. Uh, of uh, the the you're wrong about podcast it's an offshoot about that that just focuses on um the falsehoods of like diet culture and and the colonialism and uh nut shit behind uh, uh diet fads and things like that so um and and they do episodes like uh you know the wellness to q and i and pi- q and on pipeline and stuff like that it's all very fascinating broken down uh, historically and good like sociology study so uh, oh and then lastly musically i'm going to suggest uh good vibrations by marky mark um, Mar- <laughs> uh, um marky mark is a, is a problematic person and grew up in a problematic situation and has done some terrible things but i will tell you if you throw on that song now you're gonna be like holy shit you know this song's actually kind of a banger he's actually the worst part of the song but like yep. but the but the, <laughs> but the song itself like the production is fucking good and like it's actually like a, i listened to it twice today in a row no no joke i like i was like it was like kind of humming it in my head this morning i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to some fucking marky mark and then like uh, and then I listen to it. I'm like, you know what? This fucking song is a fucking thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Graham. Um, all right. Uh, first one is a movie on Netflix. Uh, it just came out called No One Gets Out Alive. Uh, I'm worried it's going to slip through the cracks, but it's very good. Uh, it's about a young immigrant woman uh, trying to make it in America, and uh, she uh, has to take uh, up residence in a boarding house. And uh, uh, what's his, uh, Mark, or Mac McCachron? I, I can't think of his name. He was in, uh, he was in uh, uh, the Ozarks and um, he was the bad guy in Alone, that, that movie that came out last year. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's creepy, no, it's, it's creepy dude. Super good movie. Uh, yeah, and but so, yeah, No One Gets Out Alive, really good. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, oh, and it's, the only reason I watched, it would have slept through the cracks for me um, if I didn't know that it was based on the book that the ritual was also by the same author that wrote the ritual. Oh, yeah. So there's some weird shit going on in it. It's fucking rad. And there's a lot of CGI at the end, but I thought it looked fucking rad. Um, I thought, you know, so check that out. Um, this is sort of a recommendation. I can't really recommend it to many people. It's one of the most repulsive and fucked up movies I've seen in a long is it, time. Is it, is it more marble racing? <laughs> no, I will recommend that daily. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, this was Night of Something Strange. And um, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's the, the uh, genital zombieism. Uh, it's brutal. It's repulsive. It's mean-spirited. It's offensive. Uh, it was super fun <laughs> by the end. Like, 
it was hard for me to like be like oh this is gonna this is something i can tell people i liked so it's weird <laughs> so i can't really recommend it but um i will recommend uh, a podcast this is my last one uh sid and olivia talk shit um and sid or olivia actually uh de Laurentiis is uh diane franklin's daughter and uh her comedy partner and her Sid uh, just started a podcast. There's only like two episodes in. It's called, and yeah, it's it's great. They had one I, I listened to. I watched it on YouTube, actually. It was about uh, all the lies that your childhood told you, and it's fucking hysterical. So check that out. Nope. All right, take us out, Jake. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, two of my favorite movies, they're not, uh, they're not super new, but... Uh, Really enjoyed Psycho Gorman when it came out. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big uh, Velocipasture fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I thought I had one more. Oh, dang it. I lost it. Oh, when does uh, Clay Zombies come out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll have one more screening and uh, October 30th at the London State Theater here in Ohio. And then pretty much right after that, it should be popping up on Amazon. I don't have exact date yet. Ooh, sorry, guys. But uh, it should be soon. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up. I'll throw it up whenever it's on, you know, whenever it's available. <clears throat> yes. Right, well, Thank I'll you. make announcements. Yep. And you all better, better tune in because this is we all do this together. Well, Jake, thanks so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we really appreciate the movie. We look forward to uh, um, what's next for you. And, and hopefully someday when you're um, a big, huge uh, horror movie maker, you'll, you'll remember us little guys, um, you know, uh, here and uh, Chewbacca and stuff. Um, so, um, <laughs> um, um, and so uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on and, uh, and uh, good luck, man. This is a, it's a it's really cool shit, man. So. Well, I love you guys. You're freaking hilarious. You guys are killing it. Loving the guests. The show's really good. Um, oh, well, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah I mean, thank you very much, man. It, it means a lot. I was, I, I, uh, I cared more about your guys' opinion than I wanted to admit. So it's, it's, uh, I'm feeling very grateful. I really appreciate it. Oh, you, you walked right into our wheelhouse, man. Like yeah. you, I mean, like you really, you really <laughs> like, you, you really like, like you're sitting there with a house shirt on. We're talking about like you know Ghostbusters what I mean? like hat, a, a Ghostbusters <laughs> hat. You know what I mean? Like it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, like you're, you're, you're at home here. So thanks, man. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't, we appreciate, we appreciate the, the support and the love. We really do. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, if you live in Northern California, I will be at the Savage Henry slash Bigfoot. Uh, they're, they're competing fest in the town of Eureka, California, the next uh, three days. Um, so come up and see me there. Um, yeah, go tell Bigfoot to put on some fucking pants, Ryan. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm inviting him over. I am inviting him <laughs> I'm inviting him over. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just more into Bigfoot than Wookiees. As I'm, I'm like, it's just what I am. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe I'm prejudiced against Wookiees. Can you be canceled for Wookiees? Wookie, Wookie I mean, I, I think if, I think honestly, in this episode, we've clearly mapped out that you're chewy phobic. So, yeah. So. <laughs> I like, I like chewy. I just like, I just, yeah. Anyways. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, show up to Northern California and laugh. That's October seventh, eighth, and ninth. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. Um, again, um, we appreciate everybody and all the listeners. We've had a lot of great uh, response lately. Um, 
Um, thank you all for tuning in and, uh, and making this happen for us. We really do appreciate it. We've seen uh, more listeners from all over the world. Uh, uh, Scotland um, uh, has really risen up. Uh, UK, uh, New Zealand still continues to be amazing. Australia, amazing. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, it means the world to us. We, uh, we enjoy talking about this stuff. And please uh, uh, find us on all of the social media um, things, except for Facebook. Um, um, but we are because um, you know why we you know you're maybe just look for right, us it, on facebook it, yeah just looking for me on <laughs> facebook um you know, friendly and you can you can hear as much of my bullshit as you'd like um because i'm plenty <laughs> i got plenty of it um but um but we really do appreciate it follow us on the on the on the uh follow us on the things uh comment on stuff and we'll comment back well graham well because that's what he does but uh because that's his job on the deal but um but like so <laughs> um so please come come hop on the stuff and, and and be part of this and uh um you know and uh tell us what you're liking and what you want to see and uh who we can get on the you know who we can where we can focus because we'd we'd love to support you all and uh what you're doing there so thank you so much and in the meantime um start some fires and break some fucking glass well yeah jesus christ take care y'all